everybody, welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast. My name is Amber, and today I have a very special episode for you. My former client comes on to share how she used my coaching program from dating to exclusive to create the relationship that she's now in. We talk about her growth and everything that she's learned and her advice to you if you are in a similar place of wanting to create a meaningful and exclusive relationship with somebody great. If you are listening to this podcast on January 17th, 2023, then enrollment is currently open for my coaching program called From Dating to Exclusive. So before we get into the interview, I want to share with you five smart reasons to join a dating coaching program and specifically the one that I created for you. Number one, to make dating easier and more simple. In dating, there are no laws or rules. There are, however, trends and dynamics that happen over and over again. There are probabilities, so that means that some actions are more likely to lead to the desired outcome and some are less likely. Some paths lead you to exclusivity and others lead you to casual relationships and situationships. So from dating to exclusive teaches you exactly what that path is and it shows you the most effective way to reach your goal of creating a relationship. It breaks it down into simple, doable steps. The second smart reason is that it saves you time. So now that you have a clear process, you're on the fast track. Just think about the difference of hiking in the forest and trying to find your destination with a map or without a map. If you have a map, it's going to be easier and more quick to find your destination versus if you keep running around in circles and doing the same thing over and over again or just guessing about where to go. Having a map and clear direction saves you time in dating. The next best reason is to be supported. As we are going through the process of learning the skill of dating and learning how to go from dating to exclusive and we're collecting experiences along the way, the way that we help keep that light is through support by allowing ourselves to be seen in the ups and the downs of that journey and allowing ourselves to get feedback and support from other people. Doing it alone makes it 10 times harder, more heavy, and therefore it makes dating harder. And it's more difficult to be playful and have fun and enjoy the process. So having people that you can rely on every single week to be there for you and to connect with outside of the sessions as well makes a huge difference in your experience of dating and your experience of going from dating to exclusive. The next smart reason is to vastly reduce your dating anxiety. When you have a clear program and process and support, and you have access to the additional little mini courses that I created around dating anxiety specifically called Breaking the Dating Anxiety Cycle and the Solution to Dating Anxiety, you will be completely supported to vastly reduce your dating anxiety. And I say vastly reduced because it doesn't really make sense to think that we can ever eradicate any human emotion that we experience. But let's say your dating anxiety is at a 10 and you take it down to a 2. Once you're at a 2, you just don't care about it anymore. 
because it's not that big of a deal and it doesn't bother you that much. It's like going from a yell in your ear to a whisper. It's really easy to deal with it, ignore it, or just not really be affected by it. And the fifth smart reason to join the coaching program is to vastly improve your relationships and life fulfillment in general. And this is something that I'm really excited about because we're going to dive into that topic also today in this interview. So if you want to learn more about that, keep listening. But most importantly, join the program because it's really going to help you if you want to go from dating to exclusive, if you want to learn these skills, if you want to enjoy the process. There is so much in there for you and I can really help you. Okay, so make sure you check out the link in the show notes to learn more to either join the program now when enrollment is open or get on the waitlist for the next coaching program opening. And let's dive into the interview. Welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's start by talking a little bit about where you were before you joined the program. What was dating like for you? Dating was extremely hard. Um, You know, we were just coming out of kind of, we were still in COVID times, but it was COVID dating and um, it was hard Um, relying solely on online dating, meeting people in person was just extremely difficult. Um, And I think I was also um, dating or seeing a lot of men that went amber, what you would consider breadcrumbers. Um, And that was just, I just sort of accepted that, that that was just normal, so to speak. Um, And that's, but I, you know, I I knew deep down, that's not what I wanted. Um, So I needed to make a change. I was frustrated and settling. Yeah. And what's a breadcrumber for those who don't know? Like if like they're wondering, am I dating a breadcrumber? How do you know? Yeah. Breadcrumber is a guy that is like the 40% guy. He just kind of gives you just a little bit to kind of keep you on his radar, on your radar, um, and kind of just says just the right thing to keep you hanging. He just sort of like dangles the cheese in front of you. Uh, and sort of just like places little breadcrumbs along so that you just kind of follow along, um, but aren't really getting a relationship. Yeah. And then you also had some hangups around exes Were those hand in hand, like was the breadcrumber also an ex or was that a separate thing? There were, they were separate. So there was a breadcrumber that I met an online dating. And then there was a, an ex that was also breadcrumbing me to use it as a verb. Um, and so I really was trying to end the, the ex that was breadcrumbing me and that connection. Um, and then I guess when I, I think actually when I started with you, I didn't realize that I was dating a breadcrumber. Um, from online dating. Yeah. Yeah. And so you started the program and what were those first few months like for you? Um, It was really different and really uncomfortable and challenging um, and made me kind of think about dating in a different way that was, yeah, challenging. Um, 
you know, I thought I was going to have these instant results of, you know, I was going to have a boyfriend right away um, Mm -hmm. once I was in your program. Um, And looking back, realizing like those are unrealistic expectations, you really do have to put in the work. And um, so it was challenging. And I thought, oh, my gosh, a date a week. I was like, oh, this is not never going to happen. I can barely get on the app and that often. And it's just so draining. And yeah, so it was challenging. It was very challenging. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely I do remember that um, feeling a little bit of resistance in the beginning in our work together, like a little bit of um, like, I think you're a bit skeptical or maybe just feeling all around discouraged with dating, um, which actually makes your story so much cooler because like you had like an 180 degree shift (laughs) over the time. Um, So what were some of the first shifts that you made in that initial uh, part of the program? So it wasn't, I didn't grant you a boyfriend. (laughs) 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 But what happened in those first like three, four months? Yeah, it was, um, yes, there was a lot of resistance. I think I had, you know, developed so many kind of like poor habits and dating and Um, and also just, you know, my own mental and emotional state was, you know, wasn't in a good place. And, um, so I think really realizing that I wasn't in such a great place emotionally. So I really had to put in the work, um, to, to work on those areas of my life, um, outside of dating. And I think it took a while to realize that. So one thing that you also mentioned is, getting some basic standards, right? So before you were dealing with the breadcrumbing guy and just in general, like not dating the best people or not having the highest standard for the people that you date, what were some of those standards that you needed to set for yourself? Yeah. So another big uh, takeaway from the initial program was the learning about the five key elements. Um, I think that really set Um, I want to say a high standard, but actually it was just a baseline for what I needed to look for in a guy. And I had just been so jaded from dating and just basically just settling for the breadcrumber. Um, I just lost sight of what this like baseline um, is for dating and what I should be looking for in a guy. Um, And I think also um, something you talk about a lot in your um, and your programs, Amber, is, um, you know, a lot of women, and I think including myself, were not taught how to date. Um, and so um, I think that also kind of contributed to it. You know, I had no, I've been in a few relationships in my past, but it's been so long. So I think I just started developing these bad habits that I hadn't really even learned from the get-go. Mm-hmm. So it was important yeah. to learn these things. Yeah, it's really wild to think about how we don't get any education regarding relationships, dating or relationships, and also finances on that note. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so wild to think about how we make the most important decision of our lives, for example, who we get married to without reading a book first. Or taking like maybe a multiple choice quiz (laughs) about relationships so we can go in a little bit prepared. So it really does make sense that when you 
learn skills, when you learn information about dating and relationships, you end up having a better experience and a better result. Um, and I, so my belief in general is, you know, there's kind of the, there are many different divorce statistics, but let's say approximately 50% of marriages end in divorce. Um, actually, what that tells me is that a happy marriage just isn't something that happens by default. It's something that's created through specific actions and skills. Um, and so my belief is that every marriage starts with the first date. So if you can start to learn those skills while you're dating, and even, I mean, let's say even before you're dating, like setting yourself up for the quality of relationship that you want while you're single, while you're dating, and then once you're in that relationship and so on, then you'll have a much better chance of actually creating like a healthy, loving and lasting relationship. Um, That was incredible to hear. And I take that to heart. I am absolutely following your advice and (laughs) I've um, definitely implemented those strategies in my dating life. And, um, you know, I think seeing, you know, so many of my friends you know, getting married or even just, you know, society at my age, everyone's supposed to be married. And I think, you know, five years ago, I just sort of thought, oh, it must be so easy. Everybody's doing it. And, but it's actually, it's not that easy, but I think it's, there's a lot going on that you don't know behind closed doors and um, really trying to be um, like intentional with, my dating and and relationships. So I don't go down that path, um, of divorce, um, but really keeping, um, a healthy and open relationship from the um, Mm get-go. Yeah. And so we'll definitely talk a little bit more about your relationship, um, towards the end. And I'm curious. So after those initial, that initial three to four month period, um, what were some of the shifts that came later? Um, so after I did the initial program, I walked away with knowing the breadcrumber and the five key elements. Those were like the big takeaways after the program. Um, I stopped dating for several months and really decided I needed to put in the work to, um, change my mindset. Um, and so I started doing the daily mindset work. Um, what was your mindset? in the, like, how would you describe your mindset before doing that? Um, just still very, um, you know, discouraged and scared and lonely. And, um, you know, I was unhappy in other areas of my life. Um, a lot of, you know, my friendships had changed and, um, kind of just went through a bit of a, um, transition period, I think on a personal level, um, trying to find out um, like what other areas of interest, you know, that I can take on in my life um, outside of dating. And um, so I was just kind of, I was in a, like a vulnerable state of mind. Um, so I, I knew deep down something needed to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what kind of shifts did you start to notice as you were doing the mindset work? Um, I started, uh, taking up, 
more hobbies. I started taking, um, doing some work from a professional standpoint. So I started working with a professional coach so I could improve, um, in my, my job situation. And that I feel like has, you know, kind of also, um, you know, spilled out over into my other areas of my life. But I think coming up with new strategies to cope with my anxiety with work. And then I also just went from a place of like feeling like, oh, I'm just so unhappy all the time. That was my mindset. Oh, I'm just so unhappy to a place of like really just shifting the words that I was saying to I'm happy or it is possible. And I think that I, that's when I started to see the shift and just changing the way that I was saying things and didn't really realize that words have so much power over our mindset. So that's when I started to see a shift. Yeah. And that's what I noticed. And it was like night and day. It was literally like talking to a new person. (laughs) Oh, that's so Yeah. Like like from the first, like, you know, when you first joined the program, I definitely noticed a lot of that weighing on you, like, as it does also when you are dating a breadcrumber and hung up on an ex and kind of feeling jaded by dating and feeling discouraged. And then now you have to do this program. (laughs) Like I, I could tell it, a lot of things were weighing on you. And then as you were doing the mindset work, I could really tell, like, your voice changed, the way that you talked about your life changed, and obviously your actions changed in your life. And so what did you start to notice then as a consequences of as a consequence of all of those inner changes in terms of dating? How did that start to affect the way that you date and feel about dating? Yeah, I just sort of took like, I don't know, like an easy breezy ap- approach to it. And I was just like, okay, you know, going in with intentions and, you know, maintaining the five key elements, but just like, okay, you know, try this guy. If this doesn't work out, just try this guy. And I think one of my biggest fears with getting back into dating was just feeling like, well, what if I end up back how I was before the mindset work? I remember telling you in one of our sessions that I was just you know, anxious to start dating again, because I feel like I had made such great progress you know, emotionally and mentally. And I just was fearful of like losing, losing that by going into dating, but I just kind of like held my ground. I was like, no, I can always come back to this. I can come back to the journaling. That's not going anywhere, no matter what happens with the dating. Um, And I I had to remind myself of that. Um, So there was this sort of underlying, you know, fear that by dating again, I could, you know, fall back to, to old patterns, but I worked really hard to, to avoid that. And, um, I think I just, with the mindset work was very, you know, wanted to maintain that, okay, dating is fun. One of my intentions was that dating is going to be fun. Um, and that was like a core statement, um, intention that I stood by, Um, and I think it, it worked. It helped. Yeah. Yeah. I actually wrote down a quote from you from one of our sessions, which was, you know, we were talking about now getting back into dating, like feeling like you're ready now that your mindset is really strong. And you said, I'm so, I'm just so happy and I don't want to ruin it. (laughs) 
And so I think that's where that concept of home base comes in of like, it's okay if you go outside of your like really nice home base now, which is your mindset, because you can always come back here because you know how you created this. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's actually amazing because it's not dependent on just finding that guy, which I think was your initial intention when you came into the program is like, I'm feeling really bad about dating. If I can just like find the perfect person in three months, then I'll be good. But instead you created that inner state that you were looking for first. And then you're much more relaxed when you're looking for that person because you're not like uh, pinning all of your happiness to them. And then you're also less afraid once you're in the relationship because your happiness came from you and not from them initially. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So tell us a little bit about your current connection. How did that come together? Yeah. So um, we met online. He liked me and I remember looking at his profile and just like, oh, I don't know. I was kind of ambivalent about it, but it just thought, okay, well, he's attractive he's attractive. And that's one of the things that you mentioned to me is, you know, don't worry about so much about the profile. Just if you find them attractive, just swipe. So I did. And we started a conversation and actually within like a couple back and forth, I was ready to ask him for a phone date. I think he even asked me first. Um, (laughs) And I just was like, Whoa, I love this. This is amazing. Yes. And we had a great phone conversation and we kept it to an hour. And then we met in person. We started, you know, learning more about him. And um, I felt like there were a few red flags, um, but actually they, they weren't really red flags. They were just flags, maybe. I don't know, not even flags, just it was just different than what I was used to, because I think for so long I been chasing this one kind of guy who I thought that that that's what I was supposed to be dating or who I was supposed to be with. Turns out that that's the breadcrumber and I'm not supposed to be with that kind of person. Um, so I took open to sharing what those flags were. Yeah. He is sober. He doesn't drink the main one, the not drinking. Um, I just haven't really been around a lot of people that don't drink especially just socially on dates, you know, it's just like, oh, you go, you have a drink on a date, you know, and I thought, oh, how is this going to work? And I asked him up front initially on our first phone call, like, what does he do um, on dates if he doesn't drink? And he was very open about it and sharing like why he doesn't do it. And um, it was just a personal choice and um, kind of like, yeah. So I thought that was really great that he was sharing. Um And so that we could come up with ways to date around the not drinking. Um, So it was a little uncomfortable at first, but I think we did went on like three or four dates and it was fine without drinking. I think another maybe flag that I was, I don't know, just like he was a little shorter than guys I've dated. And like, I don't know, these stupid little hangups that like really are insignificant. And I think I was Prior to Amber, I was would have just, yeah, not been interested in someone like that because these stupid little hangups that I would, what I had considered red flags aren't even actually issues at all. 
Yeah. Well, so two things. One, I went to dinner with a friend yesterday and I said the word red flag and she was like, can I just say I'm so over that word? Like don't <laughs> that word ever again. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, fine. Uh, things that pique your interest <laughs> yeah. uh, about somebody. And I do think that it's so important to think about how we use that language and why I never take things at face value when clients share them with me initially um, is because I'll have a client say like, yeah, I went on a date, but I'm not sure because he has some red flags. So I think I'm just going to let that one go. And if I just take that at face value, I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, great. Don't date people with red flags. But then I remember asking like, oh, like what red flags? And it's like, he doesn't drink. I'm like, that's good. <laughs> like, yeah. Now I'm like, I love that he doesn't drink. And it was, yeah. And I think you're totally right. Just going back to like the language of saying the word red flag, like, and going back to what I was saying about the mindset work, like I think words and the language we use does have a lot of power over us and how we see ourselves and how we are with dating. And yeah, red flag to me, when I hear red flag, then I hear, oh my gosh, red flag, like red flag means like a red flag in my mind. Like it's a scary word. And it's like this big thing that like, we have to avoid at all costs. But I think you're right. Like if we can start reframing that word or um, even just kind of saying like maybe they're just little things or hangups or something that's not so jarring could change and like maybe make a lot of connections and like avoid misconnections. Yeah, totally. And also like red flag implies if you don't leave right now, then you're doing something wrong. Or if you keep dating them and then it turns out that is really an issue, it's your fault because you didn't leave when you noticed the first red flag Um, versus like noticing something. And like, sometimes it does just take another conversation or a little bit of time to like fully see the extent of something and whether it works for you or not. Yeah. So you started dating him, some little things came up, but you worked through them. And then how did things progress? Yeah, I think they progressed maybe kind of slowly. And I actually sort of only felt like the friend connection. Um, And this is, I don't think I even was working with you on this, Amber. I did this kind of all on my own. And I just went really back and forth. And, you know, I was also talking to some other guys at the same time, and which I think also probably wasn't helpful Mm -hmm. Uh, instead of really just trying to focus on him. But yeah, I sort of felt more of a a friend vibe and um, wasn't sure and kind of told, and I, so I told him all this, he was still very interested. um, And then we just ended up having like a really honest conversation about dating and how, you know, it was, you know, I heard his side and, um, you know, I've been in my mind for so long and know how dating has been for me and, you know, doing all the mindset work for myself and improving myself. And I got to hear his side of it. And he's also struggled, um, emotionally and mentally in different ways and, um, had his own journey. And, um, he was very vulnerable with me and, um, offered a lot of insightful information about, you know, not really knowing if anyone's going to be right for you, but you have to take a chance. And it's all about, um, you know, learning about new people and getting to know people. And, um, you know, he said he wanted to stay friends because he did felt, 
he did feel a connection and I don't know, Amber, all of a sudden his vulnerability and self-awareness suddenly made him so much more attractive to me. And I just suddenly was like, oh my gosh, I want to kiss this guy. <laughs> it just totally changed that, that changed everything for me. Was so. he very confused then? <laughs> um, no, because I think I had sort of told him, you know, like I wasn't sure and I sort of got the friend vibe, but you know, I am looking for a relationship and you know, I, I don't know. He didn't seem to express any confusion or like, you know, why am I so wishy-washy? And I don't know. He just sort of like went after me at that point. Like, I think he saw that I was really into what he was saying and we were connecting and he just like was a little bit more um, like forthcoming or like not aggressive, but like just kind of like went after me at that point. And I, I guess I appreciated that. And maybe that's ultimately all I needed from him was kind of a little bit more. Um, yeah. He, I just needed him to be a little bit more um, forthcoming and yeah. um, put his emotions out there more. So he unlocked the second element. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So then what happened? <laughs> so then um, we, I don't, I think we just were kissing at that point. And then we went on like maybe one more date. And then I asked him to be, I said, exclusive, basically. I, you know, I had a feeling the night was going to end having sex. And so I said to him, I, you know, you know, I, I want to be if we're going to be having sex together, I don't want us to be dating other people, only dating each other. Um, and I was so terrified to bring that up because I was the one that had just said I wanted to stay friends and wasn't sure if he was dating other people. Um, but I just put it out there um, before we even um, got to, I don't know, the bedroom, so to speak. Um, we were like at a park having like a park date and mentioned that. And I said, you know, if you want to think about this, this is how I feel, you know, we don't have to decide right now. You don't have to decide right now, but this is what I want. And he just said, okay. And mm-hmm. he said, yeah, that's great. I like that idea. Yeah. So yeah, we were exclusive from that day forward. <laughs> and did the labels come like pretty naturally or was that another conversation that was another conversation much later you know I I think I remember hearing you talk about this in the podcast or one of your programs about you know someone had brought up like well am I are we boyfriend and girlfriend once we become exclusive and you said no and I thought the same thing like I never went into asking him for exclusivity thinking that we were automatically boyfriend and girlfriend because I still wanted to get to know him like we had just decided to pursue continue dating and so I was in a place of like no we're still getting to know each other and I didn't think you know about labels really until like three months four months in maybe yeah and then so how long have you been together now it that was this was all April of 2022 so it's about nine months okay Awesome. And then what has been like your favorite experience or moment that you've had together? Oh, wow. Um, let's see. I 
think we went on our like a overnight trip together to Shasta and we went on a road trip um and I was kind of going into it thinking like going into it like yes just have fun don't overthink things you know back to my mindset work um but also kind of in the back of my head thinking like wow if we can do this if we can be successful on this trip like I think we're gonna be in a really good great place Mm -hmm. um and yeah I just remember coming back and thinking like oh I don't want this weekend to end and I want to stay here and be with him and that momentum has just continued yeah that's amazing yeah that's how you want to feel is like a long weekend and I want it to be longer. (laughs) I really am impressed with myself that like, I, I think I wrote this in the email that in our February, one of our February sessions, you did like a goal setting, um, activity with us. Mm -hmm. And one of my goals was to have a boyfriend by the end of the year. So that would have been the end of 2022. And I did. Well, congratulations on that. That's really cool. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's like the piece of the mindset work too, is like, that's the first thing is you write down your goals and it just keeps you going in that direction, like automatically just through doing the mindset work every day and like keeping your goals front of mind. Yes. Whereas usually if we're not doing that, we just start to sway towards what what's easy or what's known or what we've done before or just what we believe that we can have. So setting that intention, it makes sense that it would come true. Yeah. I, I wholeheartedly believe that now. And, um, that's where I've seen the shift in my, um, my belief and my mindset and dating and relationships. So is there any other advice that you want to share with the listeners of the Women's Dating and Confidence podcast, or is there any advice that you would have for your past self before you started the program, before you knew that you could be in this amazing relationship? What do you think that version of you would really need to hear? I mean, in addition to the mindset work and learning about the key elements and all the advice that you you give throughout the program, I think... Um, the one thing I would tell myself or anyone else is to have patience. Um, I think it's like, you know, a common theme I've had throughout this um, conversation with you is that, yeah, it's just, it's not going to happen overnight and you really have to put in the work, um, and, you know, and, um, for better or for worse. And so I think, um, just keeping patience and keeping, um, your goals at the front of your mind is really the best advice I would give to anyone else or to my younger self is, um, and yeah, to have patience. Yeah. And patience is really like self-kindness. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if you took on some negative dating patterns or habits as you were living life, it might take more than like two months to yeah. <laughs> do some of those or unravel some things or let go of some old things and make space for some new things. So um, that's also why the program is a year now, because it just gives you all the space that you need to learn all of these new things and unravel some old things and create some new things. Yeah, I agree. It's a journey. Yeah. It's not just going to happen overnight. Um, it's like, 
with anything, looking for a new job or, you know, moving to a new city, like you have to put in the work to learn about new things and open your mind and be, yeah, be open to new things and trying new things. And I think that's definitely a big takeaway um, from <laughs> Amber's program. No, yeah. it's so great. I like can't express enough how impactful you've been on my dating life and uh, well, just my whole mindset in general, not just dating. And so I just, I'm so, I feel so lucky really. Oh, I'm so happy for you. 